Yeah, public apology. Uh, this comes from Dunny. He says, I met uh, Brooksy last night from the run home team. Really sorry about that, Dunny. Uh, mm. Not much we could, <laughs> yeah. we could do about that. Uh, Will writes, no, he'll be listening with... to Brooksy. We love you, Brooksy. Uh, Will writes this. He said, great show so far, lads. AP equals yes, please. Yes. Oh. They love you, yeah. AP. Outstanding. Yeah. Mm. So this is a real fine. You, do you feel like a real recruitment manager yeah. when you get a gun like this come through, which no one else saw, and we've got him, and he's on his way to being to superstardom. Let's see you, how you, lo- let's see how lowly he is now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone comes hunting. Yeah, yeah, you guys, that's right. You guys that's are right. just polishing the turd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, they're coming through thick and fast. So uh, mystery man Dave, and um, keep them coming through. Rooster man Kano. What we want is this. We want a tip for each of these races. And what I will say as well, yeah, Melbourne race 6, 7, 8, Sydney race 6, 7, 8. So 6, 7, 8 at both Melbourne and Sydney to be your chance to be in the chair. And the sales team have assured us that next week big prizes are being added to what we've got today, which is the signed football by the alumni here at uh, SEN. Plus the Signet Power Bank's already, you're off to a good start. Plus if you win this week, you stay in the chair next week for even bigger prizes. All you need to do is your horse to place. Races six, seven, eight in Sydney and Melbourne. Pick a horse to place. Send it on the text line 0457 736 736. Righto, boys. Let's talk about the big, big topic that we need to talk about concussion. Now, again, we saw Harme Sele go off. So I'm no expert, but Harme Sele, it looked as though it may be a category one, which would mean he almost certainly misses next week. Thoughts? Um, with the 11-day stand-down? The 11-day mandatory yep. rest period for Category 1. I like it. Yep. I really do like it. Um, and, yeah, this is coming from you know, players like, like us, Sugar, and p- players that went well before yep. us that have played in, in an era when if you get up off the field, even after being knocked out or even spending a night in hospital, you're back at training the next day and you're playing that week. So, yeah, it's, it's quite easy for people like us to say, ah, just get on with it. You know, it's, it's a brutal game. It is a brutal game. And there's always going to be – that whiplash effect or there's always going to be some sort of contact with the head, whatever it may be. That is the state of the game. But the ones that we've got to try and get out of the game are um, the innocuous ones or you know, especially the intentional ones, which, you know, they go through the judiciary and, and that gets dealt with at judiciary. But it's it's the head clashes. It's the some of the innocuous ones that, that can cause great, great concussion. The 11-day stand-down, when you look at some other sports, you know, boxing, you get knocked out or you get beaten by knockout. You can't fight for three months. So, you know, we're still a fair way behind some other yep. sports, but we're heading in the right direction. Okay, before I get to you, AP, um, Darren Kane, no relation. Uh, he's too smart for my family. He's a sports lawyer. In the Sydney Morning Herald today, the new rules introduced this week shouldn't be described as a landmark moment. If anything, the NRL is one of the last guests to arrive at the party. Counter to that, some lawyers predisposed to this kind of work, are beavering away in the imagining of convoluted legal arguments with a view to lining their own pockets. Now, before we go to UAP and from you further, Scotty Sattler, Timmy Manor had this to say on passing concussion tests and the mandatory 10-minute wait. Was it 15-minute wait? 15 minutes. The mandatory 15-minute wait. Can I give my two cents? Because I love what we're doing to look after players. But as a player that played in the HIA, the test takes five minutes to do. You know after five minutes whether you're going back on or not. I would love to know the numbers. I don't think anyone has ever, after that test, passed that test and then decided that they can't go back on. We were talking about your comments during the they, week. The, the issue around it. it is delayed concussion. Okay, but how many people, have, I would love to know the number, how many people have passed the test 
And in the 10 minutes after their test, they decide, actually, you know what, what's going on? Okay. So so there is a player welfare issue. But equally, if Timmy Mann is right, and I agree with what Jimmy's saying about delayed on, uh, onset concussion, but if Timmy Manor is right, and, and I don't know if these stats are confirmed, but if every player who passes the test in the initial test in four or five minutes, if every one of those have come back on, then surely we scrap the 10, 15-minute window. Thoughts? Yeah, oh, look, that that bit I don't know enough about. Like, like honestly. Like, and that's what we've got to be careful, AP, hey, yeah, because yep. we don't have all these letters after our yep. name. No. The no. Neuro- neurologists well, do. And the NRL aren't going into this blind. Yep. They're taking a lot of advice from experts. So, no, so, no, so, so, so sorry, you talk sorry. about experts. So yeah. I, I've, I had a long chat uh, during the week with Pro- Professor Chris Levite. So he's the neurologist who's treating Kalen Ponga. He's treated the likes of Tim Glasby, Boyd Cordner, um, plenty of other players as well. Um, he reckons firstly that this, this new protocol around the 11 days is appropriate and he's, and he's happy with that. Um, but I spoke to someone yesterday and we, we talk about class actions. As it stands, we've only had James McManus as the single plaintiff who has launched an action and he didn't do it against the NRL or the game. He did it against Newcastle mm. saying it's not that the rules weren't appropriate. It's that Newcastle didn't appropriately enforce the rules. But only yesterday, I was speaking to a player um, who was referred to me by a lawyer um, who's looking to mount one of these class actions and said, look, I've played predominantly under 23s in the 80s, a couple of games of first grade off the bench. And he has gotten in touch with the lawyer and said, look, I want to know about my situation because I'm now in my 50s. I was a chartered accountant. I'm starting to run into all of these issues. Like this is bubbling away under the surface. This is happening. So absolutely, the NRL is concerned about the the player welfare, and I don't doubt that for a second. But they are also, at, at some point, their response to this issue will be tested in a court of law, and they want to get all their dot, eyes eyes dotted and t's crossed. I mean, the fifteen minutes. Again, we've just got to err on the sort of side of caution. We had a caller last week. It was a neuro, neurologist, didn't we, Alex? Yeah, Mark from Newcastle. Mark yeah. from Newcastle. He made some really valid points. Now, um. You know, if you're playing back in the 80s, did the game have enough knowledge back then than what they do over the last 10 or 12 years mm. to make a, a, you know, a guided judgment around the, the safety of a player? I'd, I'd probably think not. Well, well that's, that's going to be a really difficult burden of proof yeah. for any lawyer who takes that on because what we know now, and we still don't, we're only at the tip of the iceberg now, but we didn't know this stuff mm. 25 years ago. Can I ask you this? With the 11 day, and this is going to, Again, it's going to be a point of argument, I think. Do we follow the AFL's, the AFL when they do their grand final qualifier? We find out how to, who our two teams are. Yep. We have the following weekend off. We play the grand final two weekends yes. after the grand final qualifier. Because if, again, let, let, let's not try and hide the most obvious thing, is that when you're playing a grand final, you want the best players on the field. Oh, yeah. Well, and so... I guess the counter-argument, because you'll say, okay, what if it's Roosters, Rabbitohs, and Latrell Mitchell can't play because he's had a head knock? But he might have a head knock that might require him to be off for two weeks it might or be. three weeks. It might be, but under the 11-day protocol at the yep. moment, yeah, a majority of those players are going to fall under that category. Yeah, so there are, there are caveats to that. So if, if there's a, a certain number of boxes that you tick, you've got your asymptomatic the next day, you haven't had previous concussions, et cetera, et cetera. You can get an exemption. You can pain. get an exemption. And you have to get it from an NRL-appointed independent doctor. Chris Levi, who I spoke to, is one of those independent doctors. And I said... Is an NRL-appointed doctor not independent? 
Well, so, one, one of the one of the people who they appoint to do that yeah. process. And I said, how often would, do you reckon you'd grant an exemption? He said, almost never. He oh, really? He he said, because that's what I thought. I thought that you know this will be a bit of a you know a bit of a backdoor way of getting back to to play early. And he said he said ninety nine point nine percent plus times the doctors the the um, get it right the first time when they make those assessments. And he said it'd be very unusual for an independent specialist to overturn that decision and say, yep, I want you playing next week. But you're still opening yourself up for questioning, aren't you? No, I mean, let, let's say, again, use Luttrell as an example. Yep. If if he is allowed, if he does get an exemption for, exemption for whatever reason, mm. and then later on in life, he has complications, concerns, and mm. then he, he can look back at some circumstances in his career, any of player, course. and says, well, I got an exemption when... Really, I probably shouldn't have because I was still yep. getting headaches after ten or eleven days, and I didn't tell anyone else about it. Yeah, I mean, you, you, well, whether you've got a case or not, you're still okay, opening let, yourself let, up to be questioned. Sats, let me ask you this: you specifically to answer this, are you supportive of this? Eleven day stand down? Yes, absolutely. Yes, and I thought that'd be the answer. Which you're supportive of this, and I'm not saying right or wrong. I just want to sort of try and put people in the player situation. You're supportive of this as a retired. State of Origin player, premiership winner. Okay, so if we go back to the 28th of September 2003 and there's a prelim between the Warriors and the Panthers and if you get the same knock that Harmay Selle got, are you comfortable to miss out on the grand final? No, I'm not comfortable, but unfortunately, and I'll be filthy and I'll kick stones for the rest of my life, but it's the choice of the game that we play. I, I'm not saying right or wrong, mm. but the choice of the game we play is also putting yourself in the position against the Warriors, hypothetically, to get a knock that Harmay Sele's got. Where, where I'm going to this with is in the event of a grand final for something that you strive your whole bloody life for, and I'm not saying either way is the right answer, but should there be an indemnity form that you could sign that allows you to play in the grand final that would means that I don't know. I don't know the answer, but what I do know is that even then, though, you're signing that indemnity form as a guy who's just been concussed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean what's what's you know? know. Like, are you, are you know. a sound mind when you're making that decision? No, I, I know, and, yeah. and, and this is why, and this is why, and I have been on this a long time. We are in the entertainment game, yeah. So therefore, I do believe, and people will say, "Oh, yeah," but what about if you win the first week, you got the next week off? Yeah. People will build the narrative however they want. Whoever wins the grand final, if they've had two yep. weeks off, they'll say they'll better rested. And if they get beat, they'll yep. say, oh, they'll too rusty. People will find a way for that. But I do believe that our game's getting so big now where you could have that week off. You could have, say, feature the NRLW grand final the week before. I don't believe the AFL grand final has any pre-games before their big spectacle. They don't. You could have the, the, the final between the New South Wales Cup and the Queensland Cup yep. on that day a week out. And it's not just about the HIA. It's also about Building the gun it. player who's got a niggling knee injury from the big prelim to exactly. be able to play. And, and which also brings me to this. Harme Sele cops a knock in a massive game. Roosters take you on South. Correct me if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Our current situation is you need two players to go down with HIA before we activate, activate the 18th man. Why do we have an 18th player stripped ready to go? Harme Sele's been ironed out. Why do we need to activate this player? This player should be available. Yep, have agreed. as many as you want on the duty bench and only have eight interchange. I don't know why this is so hard to wrap our heads around it.
Do you agree or disagree? No, we brought this up on Sports Day throughout the week. Matty Rogers, he loved the idea. We, yeah. we said, you know, Joel Kane has been harping on for a lot of, long time now about why do we have to have four for eight replacements when you can you should be able to pick 20 players in your squad. Whatever you want. And based on the way the game and so many moving pieces now with HIA, whatever it may be, a 5-8 goes down. I don't have a 5-8 on the bench with four. But like South Sydney, the young guy that played Charity Shield, the outstanding young 5-8. Oh, that's that right. Played, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's in that 20, I've got someone bang that can go in there and keep but the how exciting is that for the broadcast? Does that mean that he's not playing, though, that weekend? That he's just waiting there in the hope that Cody Walker gets injured? No, well, that's where you've got to box smart. You may need but to rotate I, your team. See, so, I, so, I like it the way it is because there's actually strategy in how you compile your bench. Do you go with four forwards or do you so, decide, I need a Kurt Gidley-style utility bloke? Like, do I need a Connor Watson coming off the bench? Or like, I, I like the strategy that Or are that we going to play a player in a position where they're not accustomed to? And That's fun too. It is fun. And there's that nostalgic part of it as well yep. where the fairy tale win, like – like the Knights at Leichhardt with 12 men and everyone yep. falling down. So there's an argument for both. Legends, yeah. get, legends get made those days. I, I just think if we're protecting players, more the merrier. Eight on the interchange. If you want to use eight, go for your life, which teams won't do. They want to use their better players. Or you want to do what Brad Arthur doesn't use too. Uh, go, for, go for your life. Um, anyway, have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You've got 20 minutes to register your teams on the text line, 0457 736 736. We need your name or your tipping name if you want to go by an alias. And we need your tip from races 678 at both Melbourne and Sydney. They must place. If you get drawn out in the barrier trial and you're in the chair, if you place, you survive. That is the run home with uh, Joel and Fletch during the week. But today it is crunch time with Scotty Sattler and AP Adrian Prezenko. And we are brought to you by the great team at Before You Dig Australia who are getting right behind us here. A break and back with more.